1: Casting from humidor 1a in the cigar city of tampa florida u s a welcome to the cigar dave show your weekly excursion into the world of cigars spirits and diversions the cigar and pleasure friendly hotlines are open 877-DAVE-007 Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Cigar Dave.
0: Dave. Well, I certainly poured myself a great number of cocktails during the President's State of the Union Address. And I also had a very large bottle of Tums at the ready. Of course, if you follow me at Twitter, you know that I was on fire during the entire State of the Union address, giving you my remarks, giving you my ongoing commentary, and that's why you should follow me at Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show. If you don't follow me, do not delay. You have no idea what you are missing during the rest of the week besides Saturdays from noon to 2 Eastern when I am conducting broadcast pleasure maneuvers. But lieutenants, as always, we welcome you to enjoy the alpha male good life. We make no apologies. I make no apologies for being an alpha male that enjoys cigars, spirits, dames, lots of dames, dice, and the good life. No apologies are necessary. We welcome you, lieutenants, front and center. Long Ash greetings and salutations. A Long Ash snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. America's alpha male, front and center. And we welcome you to follow along at Twitter, as I mentioned at Cigar Dave Show. Follow me at Facebook. Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave, and be sure to check our new and improved website, CigarDave.com. And if you have not downloaded the Cigar Dave mobile app, by all means do so right now. Go into the appropriate app store, either for iPhone, iPad, Google uh, Play for your Android device or your Kindle Fire, and download the Cigar Dave mobile app. And I'm making the announcement today that we have done a number of... Upgrades since we came out with the app about a year and a half ago and version 5.0 will be released beginning in early February. We're not going to release it to everybody at once. We want to make sure that it rolls out properly. So from around February 5th until the end of February, you will see a new and improved Cigar Dave mobile app where we now have the ability to uh, put videos and other exciting elements in our app. Now, lieutenants... As I always like to do, I like to start on a positive note. I like to start on a happy note, because we as alpha males are happy. We enjoy the good life. We enjoy pleasure. We enjoy throwing steaks on the grill. We enjoy the camaraderie and the fellowship of other alpha males and very hot dames and females. We're happy people. That's what the enemies of pleasure can't stand. So I always try to make it a point to start off the show each week on a positive, happy note, but unfortunately, lieutenants, the enemies of pleasure do not sleep. And as I mentioned to you last week, we have known enemies in the New Orleans City Council.
2: This is the Car Game Show.
0: Warning! Warning! Threat con pleasure. Activate appropriate countermeasures. Well, two days ago, on Thursday, January twenty-second. Two days ago in New Orleans, the city council met to either approve or disapprove, take a vote on a proposed smoking ban for bars and casinos. And I I told you last week that the smoking ban was proposed by Councilwoman LaToya Cantrell. Now, as I said to you last week, Miss Cantrell, LaToya, no relationship to LaToya Jackson, Latoya Cantrell, uh, her occupation is a nonprofit organizer. She's like Barack Obama, but a female version, a community organizer. And now she's serving on the city council. So essentially, she is a useless sack of garbage, except when she has the audacity to try to interfere in our rights to enjoy a cigar in casinos and bars. I mean, when you think of New Orleans, you think of the French Quarter. You think of the opportunity to get great jazz music, great music on the bayou, have some great libations, fire up a great cigar. That's what New Orleans is all about. I mean, you take that away from New Orleans, there's really no reason to go visit the French Quarter, aside from the fact that if you like the smell of puke in the morning, Say from around 4 a.m. till about 8 a.m. until until the Mm. the sanitation department can clean up. (coughs) Then, in that case, I would say continue going to New Orleans. But the city council voted. I thought it was going to be a close vote because it came out of one of these subcommittees, so the three to two vote. It was unanimously approved. The smoking ban in New Orleans on bars and casinos was unanimously approved by a seven to nothing measure two days ago on Thursday passed unanimously after a series of amendments that were offered by Councilwoman LaToya Cantrell, as well as other members of the City Council that restricted the proposed smoking ban. Now, there's also some tweaks that may be made by the City Council before the ban goes in effect in 90 days. And it was a very hotly contested issue in recent weeks. One of the big opponents, Harris- Casino, which is located right downtown across from the Big Hilton Hotel, right uh, in the heart of the Convention Center District, they fought this. They were adamant against this particular proposed legislation. They said it would take away absolutely 15% or more of their revenues. People would go elsewhere, and that's exactly what's going to happen. And you have to remember, when you go into these casinos, whether it's in Las Vegas, here at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in the Cigar City, which I I go to on a regular basis, where we had our great uh, Alpha Male Pleasure Fest the end of November, you go to Harrah's uh, Casino in downtown New Orleans, they all have tremendous filtration systems. In most of these casinos, you go in, you can't smell anything. It smells great because they put so much fresh air through the system that you really can't tell that people are smoking. Well, of course, you had the enemies of pleasure jumping up and down. And even though we had just as many opponents as there were people in favor of the proposed smoking ban, the city council rolled over like a bunch of lame asses like they are and approved the smoking ban by a vote of seven to nothing. Now, there are some exceptions to the regulation. But before I tell you that, some of the, one of the the hotly contested items, was the fact that smoking in outdoor areas would have been banned under this this smoking ban that was voted on. However, that was stripped out of the ordinance before it passed. So essentially, the restrictions are primarily involving indoor areas. And that would extend a 2007 Louisiana state law prohibiting smoking in restaurants and most workplaces to now bars and casinos. The couple of amendments, one would have set a 25-foot buffer zone around entrances and doorways that would also be no smoking areas. So let's say you go and leave the French Quarter, you leave a bar. You want to go fire up a cigar. Say you're going to walk back to your hotel a mile or so away. Well, the streets in the French Quarter are so tight that 25 feet would have been impractical. So consequently, they changed it to now a 5-foot buffer zone. So it's now a five-foot... So essentially, if you walk out the door, you can fire up a cigar, as long as you are not within five feet of the door. The amendment that was voted on also removed the uh, uh, prohibitions on smoking in city parks, at public events, and at bus stops. The law also does not apply to existing cigar bars. And in the case of cigar bars... Those establishments may not allow cigarette smoking, which is really not a big deal. Most cigar bars don't allow cigarette smoking anyway. People that go into a cigar bar, uh, I've been into many cigar bars, and you'll see some people want to light a cigarette, and they're told politely, look, this is for cigars only, not for cigarettes. Now, the cigarette smokers can't understand that, but I certainly can understand it. But here's the key. It applies to cigar bars that already exist. So if somebody wants to open up a new cigar bar, can't be done. Now the question is, which is a little bit ambiguous, if somebody wants to open a new cigar store, cigar retailer, are they now going to be falling under this new smoking prohibition, this new smoking ban in New Orleans? That remains to be seen. Originally, the New Orleans Police Department would have been involved in enforcing the prohibitions. However, numerous people including the police said wait a minute we we have other more important things to 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 worry about like murders and uh, and assaults and rapes and other violent crime we don't need to be the cigar police or the puffing police so now it's going to be uh, done by the health department. The Violating the ban would carry a $100 fine for the first offense, $200 for the second offense, and $500 for a third offense within a 12-month period. Now, the Cigar Retailers Convention, the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Convention, the 83rd Annual Convention, scheduled to be held in New Orleans mid-July. An exemption was made so that... Smoking in cigar bars, as I mentioned, existing cigar bars, in the convention center for this convention and other facilities used for private events is now protected under the smoking ban. So, the cigar retailer convention can still go on. Private events in various buildings can still go on and smoking in existing cigar bars can still go on. Now, personally, if it were me, I would send a big statement to New Orleans with a big royal salute saying this will be our last convention ever. And our convention, the Cigar Retailers Convention, occurs in the deadest part of the year, the summer. July or August, always dead in New Orleans. This convention, 5,000 attendees filling up hotel rooms, brings an added shot of economic revenue to the city of New Orleans. I would say to LaToya Cantrell and the rest of the city council, they can go screw themselves by not having the convention there again. It limits the number of places we can have it. However, I think we need to take a stand, and that will be my suggestion to the folks at the IPCPR. Lieutenants, we will never stand, Pat. We will continue fighting. We have to make our voice heard. So we did get some some carve-outs of the smoking ban, but not enough in my estimation. I think they are very short-sighted. And when they start losing revenue at Harris Casino, one of the largest employers in the city, then they will be SOL. Lieutenants, when we continue, we'll conduct the National Cigar Litation Ceremony as the Cigar Dave show continues.
1: Not sure what libation to pair with your cigar? Now at CigarDave.com, you can see what your five-star general pairs together each week for the show.
2: Hey, I need to hit the bank before we get on the road. Is it your bank across town? No, no, it's right here. Uh, that's a tobacconist. Yeah, I need to pick up some annuities and currency. Did you knock your head really hard recently? I'm picking up The Banker by H. Upman. Annuity and currency are two sizes. You know I don't understand all that financial mumbo jumbo. And The Banker is a new cigar made with rich tobaccos inspired by the original H. Upman that was created in 1844 by the Upman brothers who were bankers by trade. It was given his unique present for their most important clients, and the prize cigar was stored in a vault under lock and key. The only thing my banker has ever given me was a calendar with pictures of his dog, dressed as pinup up models. It sounds like you need a new banker. Only if you're talking about the cigar. Purchase The Banker by H. Upman at your local tobacconist today and look for ways you can crack the code to the vault of The Banker by H. Upman.
3: Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer
4: and heart disease.
0: As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So... You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brick House, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliffe, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for twenty you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars.
5: Wow. The new Super Hero from Rocky Patel. That's right. This seed took years of development. This is a new varietal from Costa Rica. Years of planning, years of research, and working with the Placencia family, we have a seed called the Super Ligero. That's the magic in this new cigar. This cigar has a unique wrapper from St. Augustine from the mountains of Honduras. That's right, Nemesh, and that's why this cigar is so special because it has a character that is very, very different than all of the cigars. In fact, whether you're a novice, amateur, professional, full body smoker, you're going to love this cigar because this character with the Super Hero and the St. Augustine wrapper just delivers a lot of unique flavors that everyone's going to enjoy. Look for it in your local retailers coming this October.
1: With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for national cigar litation maneuvers. Well, the January Officers Club
0: selection is the Muat Kentucky Fire Cured Cigar by Drew Estate. Beautiful cigar, very, very unique, and this is probably a cigar that is different in taste unlike any other that you have had now this has been in development for about three years and it was inspired by the discovery of a peon of of kentucky fire cured tobacco while jonathan drew the founder of drew estate cigars was visiting a tobacco warehouse in the republica dominicana and the fire cured process uses a 200 year old curing process uh, and they use some Kentucky, Virginia tobaccos. It imparts a very rich, smoky, slightly sweet flavor to the blend. It's got a beautiful, deep, dark San Andrean Maduro wrapper, Ecuadorian Connecticut binder. Delivers just a very unique combination of sultry uh, and very smoky, unforgettable combination of flavors. Now, I have a it comes, does not come in a box. It actually comes in a brown-wrapped type of packaging. I made a bundle of ten. I'm going to pull one out here and I have pulled out the let's see, the Toro size called Just a Friend. Six inches in length with a 52 ring gauge. Suggested retail on these cigars are in the $8 category. It comes in about uh, six different sizes. Just a beautiful looking cigar and on the front there is an eagle in its mouth. It's got an American flag and it has got uh the symbol Kentucky Fire Cured Cigars. Cannot wait to get to this beauty of a
1: cigar. Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device.
0: My self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready to go on this KFCC.
1: Maximum BTU flame throwing and heat producing apparatus.
0: Got my special Cigar Dave signature lock and load. This is from the R&D Laboratories. I used it last week. Big, wide flame, jumps out about four inches, huge tank, almost when you put it in your hand, it just feels like you're holding the end of a gun. Not that it's a gun. We don't want anybody going crazy,
1: but it just has that real nice feel in the hand. Cigar, Cigar pre-litation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one.
0: Perfect cut, I'll toast the foot of this Kentucky Fire Cured Cigar by Drew Estate. And as I do that, lieutenants, if you are not a member of the Officers Club, do not delay. We've got some great selections coming up in the months ahead. Twenty two ninety five gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Go to CigarDave.com right now. Now, on today's show, as I get ready to puff and rotate. Mm, great draw. Wow. Ooh, smoky taste right off the bat. Mmm, Nice. Wow! Great draw. Mmm, fantastic. Different taste profile than you have probably ever had because of the Kentucky fire curing two hundred year old process. Beautiful stick, the entire fire cured cigar by Drew Estate, our January two thousand and fifteen Cigar Dave Officers Club selection. Have a great show planned for you today, lieutenants. We're going to do two diversion segments. Coming up in the next segment. Uh, Next couple of segments, we'll be joined by Jim Berry, the digital answer man from the communicate. Correction from the uh, Consumer Electronics Association. Uh, We're going to be talking about uh, the latest and greatest from the Consumer Electronics Show. The big uh, the big story was the Internet of Things. So we'll talk about that because let's face it, as alpha males, not only do we love our cigars and our grills and anything to do with libations and dames and travel and golf, but we also enjoy gadgets, electronics, TVs, and I've said this all along. Gadgets, electronics, TVs are to men what handbags and shoes are to dames. There's something about electronics that we, as alpha males, gravitate towards. And another area that we gravitate towards are anything that moves. Anything that moves, we're interested Automobiles, planes, boats, uh, trains, you name it. And we'll be joined in the next hour for two segments by Dutch Mandel, the publisher of Auto Week. We're going to talk about what was released and some great exciting things going on in the world of vehicles and cars and trucks. It is the year of the truck from the uh, the Detroit uh, um, Auto Show in the Motor City that just wrapped up about a week or so ago. So we will talk about that. So Jim Barry coming up in the uh, next couple of segments, the Digital Answer Man from the Consumer Electronics Association, and then next hour, Dutch Mandel, publisher of uh, AutoWeek and AutoWeek.com. And I have to tell you, we're going to be posting pictures of some of the cars and trucks we're going to talk about. Some very, very cool stuff. Ford has their GT that's coming up, coming out, which is going to be in the like, $200,000 area. Where do you see this thing. And Buick came out with a concept car that uh, knocked everybody's socks off. Buick. Who would have thought Buick? But it is a very uh, hot-looking concept car. We'll talk about that. And then in the next hour, Lieutenants, I'm going to give a preview of Super Snacks for Super Bowl next week. Colonel Ange, Captain Paul, we've got Exo Tim, we've got Lieutenant Gary, we've got uh, the uh, Puff Muffin Lori will be joining us and the Cigar Dave Western New York Ladies Auxiliary preparing dishes as well. Super snacks for Super Bowl as we get ready for the big game. Lieutenants, I am Cigar Dave the General. America's alpha male, keep your cigar properly lit. Take a sip of your libation, and I forgot to get to my libation, but in a couple of segments when we come back, I'll get to that. And prop your feet up and get ready as we get set to talk to Jim Barry, the Digital Answer Man.
1: The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is Kentucky Fire Cured by Drew Estate. KFC is an extension of the My Uzi Wasa Ton brand. It can be easily compared to the smoky taste attributed to a peaty scotch. The Kentucky Fire Cured picks up nuances of roasted hickory, oak, or maple. Not a member of the Officers Club? Sign up today at CigarDave.com.
4: walk into a cigar shop stare at hundreds of choices and wonder as you take in the aroma go with an old standard or try something new lead or follow that's the real question here isn't it next time choose to lead with a premium cigar from royal gold cigars royal gold cigars introduces two exciting new premium cigar lines casino gold hrs high roller selection and kismet Hand rolled in Honduras with a blend of four distinct quality fillers wrapped in a rich Abano Rosado wrapper. The Casino Gold HRS is a medium bodied cigar. For high rollers who never gamble on flavor. For a robust option, try our bold Dominican Puro. Kismet, meaning destiny. A blend of six Dominican tobaccos. It's bold, smooth, burns evenly, and leaves a clean white ash. There, we narrowed the options. Lead or follow. Visit royalgoldcigars.com.
2: Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes.
1: Determined that enemies of pleasure are hazardous to your happiness. For your protection and sanity, they've been vaporized.
0: Well, as alpha males, those of us that enjoy the good life, we also, in addition to enjoying our cigars and our libations and our dames, we also enjoy gadgets, electronics. We certainly enjoy anything that has to do with being able to watch TV on giant screens whether it's electronics in our car. I always use this analogy. I say that electronics to men are like shoes and handbags and purses to women. We absolutely are drawn to the latest and greatest in the world of electronics. And a man who is the expert when it comes to knowing what the latest and greatest in consumer electronics is the digital answer man for the Consumer Electronics Association, Jim Berry. We've had him on the Cigar Dave show before. Jim just back from the CES Consumer Electronic show in Las Vegas. Jim, great to have you here on the Cigar Dave show today.
6: Nice to be with you
0: again, sir. Now, the CES show is the largest convention trade show exposition in the country. It encompasses over two and a half million square feet at the Las Vegas Convention Center. Every available square centimeter is taken, and it keeps getting bigger and bigger every year. And Jim, this year. There I think the big story coming out of the CES was the Internet of Things. What does that mean?
6: Well, you're absolutely right, Dave, that this is the biggest what's well, the biggest trade show in North America, the biggest annual Technology trade show in the world, and this year we did have it's about forty football fields of exhibition state space, over three thousand five hundred exhibitors, not only filling up the Los Angeles Convention Center, but also the Sands Convention Center, the Venetian Hotel, the Westgate Hotel, the Aria Hotel. I mean, this was really takes over the town, and you're right; it's really where innovation meets. Uh, the marketplace and the Internet of Things is one of the reasons why this show has grown over the last couple of years. We also had over 170,000 people there this year. It's a Holy record. Ma- that's huge. Um, n- Yeah, the record number – and remember, it's a trade show, so it's not open to the public. Over 50,000 of those people are from other countries, so it's truly an international show. And this Internet of Things, I'm sure a lot of your listeners, if they haven't, they will start hearing more about this, also sometimes called the Internet of Everything. And it basically means that just about anything you can imagine from kitchen appliances to basketballs to the, uh, uh, the clothes that we wear um, to uh, just about anything will have a sensor in it and then be able to be connected wirelessly to another device, to the cloud, as they say, meaning to the Internet, or uh, to your smartphone. More than half of us now are using smartphones uh, for controlling it. So the Internet of Everything At the show this year, we had uh, those different devices I just mentioned, but also, very interestingly, some brand names that you wouldn't think of at a consumer electronics show, like Carrier, the air conditioning company. This is the first time, they're a 110-year-old company, the first time they've ever been at a consumer electronics show because they now have a smart thermostat. First Alert, um, the company for uh, smoke detectors and Mm -hmm. CO detectors, now has smart uh, versions of those devices uh, again controlled from your smartphone, so you have a second house and you 've got different controls in it and so forth. You can check those from your smart home uh, just about anywhere or it 'll give you an alert if that uh, if that co um, sensor or the smoke detector goes off so lowe 's was there lowe 's the home center company they have a new system again, those of us who have a second home, these things are great because then you can monitor that home. Uh, from a distance, uh, just by using a tablet or a smartphone,
0: or even a first home. And you know, what's interesting, Jim, is that really I think the first connected devices were a what ther- were a thermostat, number one, and number two, an alarm system. And we're starting to see that now with the ability on your mobile phone, your Android, your iPhone, to be able to. Uh, raise the temperature, lower the temperature. You mm-hmm. know, get alerts if it gets too hot in the house. And then it's it went to lighting, and then it went to now uh, you know your refrigerator and turn a washer on. So it's really expanded. Now the one thing that I think every one of us has a concern about is with the Internet of Things, with everything connected to the cloud. What about security? What oh, about yes. the fact that all of a sudden, if you've got your alarm system connected to the cloud, and somebody can uh, The North Koreans can break into your network. Now, all of a sudden, you're setting yourself up for a major burglary. And so security has to be paramount on all these devices.
6: You're absolutely right. And one of the reasons why this is such a growing area as you mentioned, it started really with the uh, being temperature controls and security and so forth. But the thing now is wireless technology has gotten so good, and so many of us have smartphones, as we mentioned. The ability to control these and sensors have gotten so small that now you can put a lot of this stuff in a home without tearing up the walls or, or rewiring the house. So that's the, what wireless technology does for it. But security is very, very important. You know, a lot of us, they just had a report on the news just the other day about the most used passwords, the most ridiculous passwords, like people use password or all zeros. And that's just an indication a lot of us don't, take it seriously and it's going to become much more serious for all of us who have stuff in our house and are now connecting all of those things wirelessly. Locks, now you can, Schlage was there, the lock company with a big display for all of the uh, keyless entry stuff that you can open. It was a company that had a little, it was um, called the Ring, that was just a, a replacement doorbell that had um, a little camera in it. So you could see no matter where you are, you're at work and your doorbell rings, you can have it alert you, and you can see, oh, it's the UPS guy or the FedEx guy. Him, I can let in because I want that package in the house. Or it's the, uh, the cleaning service or whoever it happens to be. Somebody you don't know, you can call the police. And you're right. This is the kind of stuff that has been commercially available and com- uh, that, uh, for a number of years, but now it's starting to filter down to more and more individuals, and the prices keep on getting lower.
0: Talking with Jim Barry, the digital answer man for the Consumer Electronics Association. Jim, you bring up an interesting point about ha- having to retrofit your house. <clears throat> Excuse me. I know that a number of years ago, I wanted to be able to electronically change my turn my lights on and off and do all sorts mm-hmm. of things and different lighting scenes. And at the time, and this wasn't that long ago. This is maybe five years ago. The uh, AV guys said, "Look, you're going to have to." Uh, knock out some parts of your wall. We're going to have to rewire. We're going to have to do all this stuff. And then about six, seven months ago, I happened to be having a conversation with him because I need to change a couple electronics in my uh, pleasure palace. And he said, by the way, great news. All that technology I said that you had to wire, no longer. We can put a thermostat. We can do lighting. We can do anything you want now totally wirelessly. So that that's absolutely. a huge difference, especially you live up in the Northeast. Many homes are 30, 40, 50, 100 years old. Not so easy to knock the walls down and start wiring.
6: Well, you're absolutely right, and that's the part of it, that the fact that wireless technology... You know, a few years ago, a quick example for a lot of folks who might have gotten one of these wireless Bluetooth speakers in the last year or two, a few years ago, they've been around for a while, but they, it was very difficult to connect it to your phone or your tablet, and they couldn't find it and so forth. Now... Boom, you turn it on, it'll find that device, and you can play music uh, through that in your car or in your uh, home. Uh, And that's one of the reasons this has gotten much better. But you're right about security. The other big thing about this show, it's also a big conference session. And for the first time this year, there were two things. There was a display area. For cyber security, and there was a whole conference session track for cyber security. So we all know, just reading the news over the last year, how important that is. And you're absolutely right, Dave. As more of us store a lot of our information in the cloud, meaning somewhere else, in a big computer somewhere else, you want to make sure two things. One, you back it up, and secondly, you have at least the basic of protection uh, for your information.
0: Well, I think the biggest hint that the Internet of Things was going to be big is when Google purchased Nest, which made one product, a thermostat, and paid almost, what, a billion dollars or some huge amount of money. Yes,
6: yes. Yes, exactly. And that's and Nest really set that marketplace again and Google buying it set it. And as I mentioned, Lowe's Lowe's has a whole system. You can get into this for 179 bucks with a, a controller. It also has uh, then you can add pieces to it. You can add sensors uh, for your basement for instance if you might have water in the basement and it will alert you to that. All of those different things, those are the kinds of things that now are a a big growing marketplace.
0: So it started with a thermostat with Nest, and now I know they've got lights and light sockets that you can replace. So Mm -hmm. pretty much you're going to be able to change mix and match in your house, whether it's your alarm, your thermostat, turning on appliances remotely on and off. Uh, turning lights on and off, which is great, especially if you're traveling. Now you don't have a light that goes on an automatic timer. Now you can do things randomly so you can keep the, uh, the burglars and the enemies at bay.
6: Exactly. The bad guys know the houses where, um, you know, it's the old stuff about watching the newspaper in the driveway and stuff, but also the light that always goes on at 715 and goes off at a certain time. They know that people are away there, too, but so you can randomize that as well. Um, so you're going to see, uh, you know, that capability. You also can you can now take individual products like a room air conditioner and smarten it up by, um, plugging it into a device called from a company called think eco you plug it into that device and then you plug that into the wall then you can control that from your smartphone from just about anywhere so if you're if you don't have full house air conditioning but you have one in a particular room you can turn that on on the way home so you'll cool down the house before you get home and not spend money and energy cooling it all day.
0: So the Internet of Things is here to stay. It's going to get bigger and better, and it's just a matter of time before you're going to be able to control your oven. You're going to be able to control the washer, the dryer. You're going to be able to control pretty much everything in the house. Jim Barry, the digital answer man for the Consumer Electronics Association, is our guest. When we return, we're one, I want to pick up uh, talking about more items that were big at this year's Consumer Electronics Show, specifically wearables. It was big last year. It's big once again. I want to talk about immersive entertainment and also 4k tvs as we continue front and center on the cigar dave show
1: catch the cigar dave show anytime with the cigar dave mobile app available for android and ios
4: it is a real smoking up
1: go to cigar for info
3: honor, and prestige. The sword, the symbol of Monte Cristo. Introducing the new Espada by Monte Cristo. Inspired by the superior craftsmanship of legendary sword makers. Celebrating a unique collaboration between premium cigar authorities Blended by the Monte Cristo's talented Grupo de Maestros. Crafted by the renowned Placencia family with vintage aged tobaccos. The first Monte Cristo made with 100% Nicaraguan tobacco. Rich, majestic, complex. The Espada by Monte Cristo. A cigar of pure taste and true elegance. Try an Espada by Monte Cristo at your local tobacconist today and visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes.
1: The Cigar Dave Show, your passport to unabashed pleasure.
0: I am one of those people known as an early adopter. If I see some new electronic gadget, gotta have it. And that goes way back to when the Walkman first came out by Sony, and nothing has changed. And I think those of us that are alpha males, there's something in our DNA where not only do we enjoy the alpha male good life, but part of that is also enjoying gadgets and electronics and the latest cool gear. You know, we, when we're growing up, we love toys. These are toys for adults. And I'm pleased to bring back Jim Barry, the digital answer man for the Consumer Electronics Association. He was at the Consumer Electronics Show a few weeks back in Las Vegas. So almost three and a half million square feet of exhibit space amongst three or four different convention centers. And, uh, Jim, you know, talking about the Walkman very quickly, I understand that Sony is bringing back the Walkman. And my question is,
6: Why? Well, they did, and it's interesting that you mention that. Uh, it's also uh, priced um, for at the high end, you might say. This is part of a whole new uh, trend called high-resolution audio, and this is for the folks uh, who still think that vinyl was the best, CDs, and CDs did take away some of the quality uh, and the nuance of listening to good music uh, when they digitized it, and then MP3s did even more of that. So there's a new way of listening to audio called high-res audio. Neil Young was there, for instance. He has a new service called Pono, P-O-N-O, and he's one who he says the music should sound the way it does in the studio. Now, this Walkman that Sony introduced is about 1200 bucks for hey. an MP3 player. Uh, so that's the high end. But uh, as I, I often say, there's a lot of folks who can appreciate that kind of uh, music nuance and detail, some of us, speaking for myself, spent three years in the artillery, so some of that is lost on me.
0: Right. Well, I have to tell you, when the Walkman came out, geez, it's got to be right around nineteen 81. 80, I was going to say 80, 81. I was still in high school, and I remember saving up and getting one, and that the sound quality, using that. You know, on a, on, a, on a tape, on a cassette tape, just blew right. everyone away. And we're like, how yep. does it get any better? And who would think that here we are 30 years later and not in our smartphone. We can have thousands of songs. We can listen in the cloud through Spotify or yep. through even the Cigar Dave mobile app. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is incredible how the technology has changed. And really that Walkman was the beginning 30 some odd years ago now let's talk about wearables last year when we had you on the show you told us that wearables specifically around health and fitness was one mm-hmm. of the big themes at CES 2014 this year certainly the big wearable people are looking out for is the new iWatch from Apple
6: yeah, well you're absolutely right and, and again last year as we talked um, wearables were really starting to take off Last year, for the first time, was over a billion dollars in business for smart watches and fitness wristbands, the Fitbits, the Jawbone Ups. And they have gotten better and better at what they do in addition to your, uh, how many steps you've taken or miles walked, heartbeat, um, lots of different health aspects to that. And the smart watches, there's plenty of those. And actually, the newest Fitbit, the Surge, is a watch also So they're kind of merging these two categories, and a lot of people are waiting for uh, the iWatch, which has been announced, the Apple Watch, actually, which has been announced uh, for some time this spring. We don't know when. Apple does things the way Apple does things, but... Um, The whole watch market is going to, smart watch market, is very interesting, I think, for a couple reasons. There's some great ones already from LG, from Motorola, from Samsung. But the jury is out on whether it's going to become a really big market for three reasons. One is the Apple Watch. People are waiting to see what Apple does and what it looks like and what it does. Um, The second is a lot of people are waiting for one that you don't even have to carry your uh, smartphone with you to connect to it so you can leave the smartphone somewhere else samsung actually has one already that has the little sim card in the watch that's number two number three is a demographic thing a lot of young folks don't even wear watches right. haven't never started because they use their smartphone so the the watch market in the last few years has been for a lot of us the high end of the market the rolexes and so forth or the uh, very low-end uh, swatches and fashion watches so that's the other big question will Uh, things like smartwatches get young folks wearing watches again. So the jury's out. It won't be in for at least a year. It's going to be interesting to follow that.
0: Well, I'll tell you, I started wearing a Mickey Mouse watch, I think, when I was like seven or eight years old. (laughs) And I've been wearing a watch ever since. And I'm sorry, I just don't want – I love the iPhone, but I don't want to wear an iWatch. But for those that do, there's nothing wrong with it. And if it gives them some functionality, more power to them. So let's move into another area called – uh, immersive entertainment, or mm-hmm. which really is another way of saying virtual reality. I understand that was pretty big this year as well.
6: It was very big. And, you know, last year there was a little company uh, showing at the Consumer Electronics Show with a virtual reality headset uh, that got a lot of notice. It was a company called Oculus uh, with the Oculus Rift a virtual reality headset. And, in fact, they were noticed by Facebook, which bought them for $2 billion. <laughs> so that has got a lot of folks' attention. At this year's show, Samsung... Has a new one, it's interesting that you slip your smartphone, in this case the Samsung Galaxy, the Note 4, you slip it into the front of this headset, and it turns it into a virtual reality headset. At CES, Fox Searchlight, the movie company, was showing uh, in a suite, they were showing a version of Wild, the new movie with Reese Witherspoon, that was immersive entertainment. It was like you were out there in the wilderness with Reese Witherspoon. Very very cool. Uh, there's another company called uh, Total 3D Solutions with Zeiss, the people, the company that makes all the great um, optics and so right. forth. That has one. So and that one's only 129 bucks. So the prices are starting to come down. Virtual reality, I think, is another thing. This is not again not going to be for everybody. For gamers, it's going to be absolutely spectacular. But you want to be sitting down in a comfortable place when you put one of those headsets on.
0: Now let's let's move into 4K because. Mm-hmm. I know I attend the National Association of Broadcasters convention on a regular basis. And when I attended last year, 4K was already – they're already talking about 8K now. But most of us over – I would say now probably 80% of all the televisions in American households now have got to be – hd compliant they're hd uh, 1080p or 720p 1080i whatever the case is so now that all the networks have just gone to to 1080i or 720p everybody now in hotels and in their homes and in restaurants and bars they have these tvs now all of a sudden there's 4k which is four times the resolution and the question is Even if you buy a 4K TV, are you going to be able to watch sporting events in 4K or other TV shows, or is it just going to be movies?
6: Yeah, well, it's going to be a little bit of everything, and there's really good news on these new, and you'll see them advertised as 4K UHD, ultra-high definition. And these are pictures that are at least four or more times as good as what we get now with, oh, by the way, pretty darn good high definition. It's not just the pixels, the picture elements. There are four or more times as many. It's everything else that goes into a good picture, including color saturation and contrast and brightness and all those other things the engineers would talk about. That's the other thing. But the, the great thing about uh, 4K UHD right now is there's plenty to watch. There's a growing amount to watch if you go out and buy one of those, and that's because um, the, uh, the companies like Netflix that are delivering over the Internet, they're producing Orange is the New Black and House of Cards in 4K for UHD. Now, if you watch, if you're just happy watching your your uh, local programs in high-definition or your sports in high-definition, these sets do something called up-converting, which basically means it polishes up that picture so the picture you see is going to be, at your high-definition picture will be even better. But don't take my word for it. The good news, the other bit of good news is you can go into a store right now and see 4K UHD sets. You can compare that. Hey Jim, I, got, well, I hate
0: I hate to, I got to cut you yeah. off because we're tight on time because we're we're hitting the top of the hour. But I will tell everyone: go and compare them. Go into your favorite electronics store, check it out. So 4K wearables, Internet of Things, immersive technology, connected homes and cars. Jim Berry, digital answer man for the Consumer Electronics Association. We appreciate you joining us. Hour two of the Cigar Dave Show is next.
1: fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, I am certainly enjoying
0: my Kentucky Fire Cured Cigar What by Drew Estate. What a fabulous cigar. Boy, this wrapper, almost an Oscura wrapper. It is so rich and dark. Very unique taste. Beautiful flavor on the palate. So thoroughly enjoying that, I will get to my libation, which I forgot about in just a few moments. But lieutenants, in this hour, we are going to be joined by Dutch Mandel, the publisher of AutoWeek and AutoWeek.com. The Detroit Auto Show just wrapped up about a week or so ago. Some great vehicles, cars and trucks that we will talk about. Some very cool concept cars There is, uh, if you're an alpha male and you like big trucks, this is the year for you. So we will get with Dutch, and I'll also preview next week's Super Snacks for Super Bowl on our two of today's Cigar Dave Show. We welcome you back, lieutenants. And as always, we remind you, follow us on Twitter at Cigar Dave Show. Check out the website, CigarDave.com, Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. You know, with all that went on in the first hour, I cannot believe that during the litation ceremony, I forgot to break open a very nice accoutrement to my Kentucky Fire Cured Cigar.
1: So without any further delay, lieutenants. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers.
0: Let me open the bottle to my Eagle Rare Single Barrel Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Ten years of Aging. Now, let me tell you about this Eagle Rare, why I selected it. First of all, it's a damn fine bourbon. But I'm smoking the Kentucky Fire Cured Cigar by Drew Estate. And on the Kentucky Fire Cured Cigar band, or I should say the the, the packaging, it comes in a brown uh, paper type of package, almost a bundle type of package. But on the front, there's a nice sticker, and it's got an eagle. And the eagle, that nice American bald eagle has got in his mouth a flag, a flag stick with the American flag flying. And I looked at that and I said, I've got to do something that is complementary to the Kentucky Fire Cured Cigar, not only in taste profile, but in spirit. So first, Kentucky Fire Cured Cigar. What's Kentucky synonymous with? Bourbon. So I had to select a bourbon. And then I wanted to try to match up The Eagle Concept. The Kentucky Fire Cured Cigars got the Bald Eagle on the package, so therefore I broke out from my bar a bottle of the Eagle Rare single barrel. Now let me tell you about the Eagle Rare. First of all, it is made in the Buffalo Trace Distillery, the largest distillery of bourbon in the nation. It is a masterfully crafted, very elegant tasting bourbon whiskey. And it is aged for no less than 10 years. It is just very smooth on the palate. It is just incredibly tasty. It's won awards left and right. Now, they have an Eagle Rare 10, and they also have an Eagle Rare 7. Now, in terms of the Eagle Rare 10, well, before I tell you about some tasting notes, let me go ahead and pour this into my whiskey snifter here. I will pour that. Very nice. And I will say cheers to all of you. First on the nose. Some wonderful aromas of orange, some honey, kind of oaky as well as some toffee. Very, very nice. I will take a sip. Hmm. Wow. Just very, very smooth. Nice oaky flavors. A little bit of sweetness. Not a lot of peppery spice. It's very, very smooth. It's a, it's a very delicate whiskey in terms of flavor. Nice uh, finish. Not an overly warm finish. On the Cigar Day warm factor, it's probably about a six, six and a half. But it's got a nice lingering taste on the palate afterwards. And as I swirl this around, I will bring it to my nose and I will take another sip. Mm. Beautiful. Suggested retail is going to be about 40 Anywhere between 35 and $45, depending on where you go, for a 750-milliliter bottle. Now, I mentioned the 17. For those that want something that's going to be a little bit uh, fuller flavored, then the 17-year-old would be what you want. That definitely has uh, a lot of some nice uh, cigar and tobacco notes on there, a little bit of toffee. I've had the 17. It is very nice, but you cannot go wrong with the 10. In fact, I think the Eagle Rare Single Barrel Kentucky Bourbon Whiskey is probably one of the hidden gems in the $35 to $40, $45 category. You certainly can't go wrong by any stretch of the imagination. All right, Lieutenants, when I come back, I want to uh, get into a little segment on an article that was in the written in the Washington Post by Lisa Bonos entitled How to Find. A Feminist Boyfriend. Translated, it means how to find a wussified, nadless, beta male boyfriend. And I can tell you one thing. Nowhere in my audience, nowhere in Command Center Alpha, Humidor 1A, will you ever find a feminist boyfriend or a nadless, wussified male. As you know, part of my mission, part of my job, is to mold wussified betas into strong nads of steel alpha males. It is not an easy task. However, being a five star, I am more than ready for the challenge, and I can tell you from personal experience, I have taken many men who have walked with no nads, wussified, their head between their tails, scared of their own shadow, and in just a matter of days, I have transformed them. Some take more time than others, But by the time I'm done with them, they stand erect. They stand strong. They stand proud. They walk like they have nads of steel like yours truly. And also, I will tell you in the next segment, to give you a little preview of next week's Super Snacks for Super Bowl. We have a lot going on this hour, lieutenants. We'll be joined by by Dutch Mandel, publisher of AutoWeek and AutoWeek.com. Bottom of the hour, when we come back, I will discuss this article that was in the Washington Post entitled, How to Find a Feminist Boyfriend. Absolutely unacceptable. When I am done with it, I will rip this woman
1: to smithereens. If you miss a part of the show, you can download the podcast to listen anytime. Go to iTunes and search Cigar Dave or log on to CigarDave.com.
2: I've traveled around the world, played poker with sharks, and chased the thrill of first love. But no experience matches the new 1875 Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Honduras with specially aged vintage tobaccos, rich, bold, spicy, notes of hickory and dark chocolate, available exclusively to your local tobacconist. 1875 Romeo y Julieta, the next chapter in your favorite love story. Surgeon General warning. Tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers.
1: Like a wolf feasting on a sheep's carcass, the General viciously shreds the enemies of pleasure and licks his blood-soaked chops with the taste of victory.
0: The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store. Search for Cigar Dave and download our brand-new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available, Cigar Dave Daily Briefings, any place anywhere go right now to the iTunes store or Google Play store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app
1: America's alpha male with nads of steel the general cigar, cigar dave, dave.
0: That is the sound of the NFL on Fox. And the reason we are playing it is because next Saturday, noon to 2 Eastern time, on the Cigar Dave show, it is our annual Super Snacks for Super Bowl Maneuvers. Colonel Ange and the entire crew will be joining us from the pooch pit in a clandestine area of the Western New York Theater of Operations along with the Cigar Army Ladies Auxiliary. And Colonel Ange has whipped up some incredible delicacies and we're going to post all these early part of the week with recipes. It's going to start with Grandma Ida's homemade pastrami. My grandmother Ida used to make pastrami for my grandfather's cigar Abe and we have found the recipe. Colonel Ange has been brining and bathing and rubbing and resting and smoking and steaming the pastrami to perfection. He'll be serving that on some Al Cohen's famous rye bread with some cats's deli mustard. He's got the Buffalo Big Game Burgers, kind of a takeoff on Lambeau Field's Big Game Burger. We've got Big Ange Moink Balls. That's moo plus oink. So there's going to be cow plus pig. We're going to have coffee rub, cedar plank salmon, stuffed pig skins. Actually, we may have underinflated stuffed pig skins in honor of uh, the New England Patriots, and that is next Saturday. We've also got the ladies that are going to be creating some wonderful uh, side dishes and desserts. It is going to be an absolute incredible feast next Saturday. Super snacks for Super Bowl, all the recipes at CigarDave.com. Now, let me take a sip of my Eagle Rare single-barrel 10-year before I battle the feminists. Mm. Mm. Ah, Nice and warm down the throat. I am now fully ready to address the article that was in the Washington Post several weeks ago by Lisa Bonos entitled, How to Find a Feminist Boyfriend. About three weeks ago on the show, I told you about Kaylee Cuoco. She is a star on one of the CBS sitcoms interview, I believe with Vanity Fair, she stated that she's not really a feminist and that she actually enjoys cooking dinner for her husband on a nightly basis or five nights out of seven or whatever the case is. And she said, look, I appreciate all the, the work the feminists did to allow people such as myself to get into the position that we are now in. However, I don't look at myself as a feminist. I like being a wife and I like cooking dinner for my husband. Well, no sooner that she, that was printed did there was a whole firestorm on Twitter and Facebook by feminists saying, how dare you, and you have slapped the face of feminists. And so, of course, she had to make a somewhat, uh, well, she did apologize, and there was no reason for her to apologize. And what we're finding now with the era of the wussified beta male, women... Not all women. Most, The overwhelming majority of women want a strong alpha male that is the chairman of the board that runs the show. Alpha males such as yours truly. But there is a contingency of women, mostly the feminists who have more facial hair than me, and I have a very thick beard. I don't get a 5 o'clock shadow. I get a 1 in the afternoon shadow. That's how thick my beard is. But they want, these are feminists that have mustaches and goatees, they don't shave their underarms, they don't wear makeup, they're not feminine, they're very masculine, they couldn't get a man if their life depended on it. But what they want to do is find, and I'm using air quotes, a feminist boyfriend. Translated, they want a nadless wussified beta male. So let me read some some uh, excerpts from this article. She starts out by saying, it, quote, I find it really attractive how successful you are, my date said, leaning in for a kiss. Sure. It sounds like a line, but it also sounds like feminism. It certainly made him more appealing than the guy who said, wow, you're really ambitious, like he was surprised. Or the one who asked, why do you work so much, and why would you want to work even more when I was angling for a promotion? It didn't work out with any of these men. But going out with him made it all the more obvious to me what I want a partner to be. Cute, smart, funny, and yes... Feminist. So go ahead, alert the get married already crowd. A 30 something single woman, eggs unfrozen, is telling other single women that they should dare to want it all if they ever hope to have it all. Now, isn't it interesting? She said she wants a man to be cute, smart, funny, but she didn't say successful, she didn't say in charge, she didn't say alpha. Because the reason is she doesn't want that. She wants a wussified beta. Successful men, I guarantee you, intimidate many of the feminists. They don't like that. They also hate when successful alpha males, such as you and me, walk around with hot trophies on our arms. They hate that. To them It is just a slap in the face. Why? Because feminists are not attractive. They are ugly women. And hot women, successful men, intimidate the hell out of them. Now she goes on to say How do you spot a male feminist if he's not wearing an abortion rights uh, uh, t shirt that says, This is what a feminist looks like? She says it shouldn't be hard. Everyone's a feminist now. I'm not a feminist. I believe that women should have equal opportunities to get into college and higher education and get any jobs, but I'm not a feminist. Don't call me a feminist because to me a feminist is a negative connotation. A feminist today is a woman who has no sex appeal, who is very manly, who is very very unpleasant, very unfeminine. A feminist is unfeminine. They're not feminine in any way, shape, or form. They shouldn't even be calling themselves feminists. They should be calling themselves angry women because that's what they are. Now, she says few guys will proudly say no when asked if they're feminist. Instead, it's a wholehearted yes, a lukewarm maybe, or can you define what you mean by feminist? As one 32-year-old put it to the Washington Post, I respect the movement. I'm hesitant to call myself a feminist, but I guess I wouldn't shy away from the term. And she says that... The label isn't everything. Living it is more important than saying it, but it's a good place to start. She says, define what you are looking for. Is he a feminist if he proclaims on a first date that he could see himself taking his wife's last name? I'm sorry, but that screams and reeks of wussified beta. I actually know someone. I know someone who actually took his wife's name, took his last name and hyphenated with her last name. Wussified beta to the max. This guy, forget having wussified, no nads of steel. He had no nads, period. I'm telling you, I think he had a JJ down there. There was no nads. He did not have anything that would scream, he's of the male species. So what they she says is, define what you're looking for. If he insists on doing the dishes after you've cooked dinner together, but proceeds to whip the dish towel at your tush... Is that playful or objectifying? She says it's both. Is he sexist if he cancels an Uber ride because a female driver is on her way to pick the two of you up? Definitely. I mean, she goes on to say, ask for what you want. I mean, she continues in saying, don't wait around for someone else to make the first move. He's not the only one who should be strong and sensitive. She says, and, and I don't even want to continue reading from this article, because let me give it to you in a nutshell. This is how women, this is how these feminists, how nuts they are. Now, if a man is helping with the dishes and he takes the dish towel and smacks his wife's ass just lightly, most women would be like, ooh, you're playing, that's great, I like that. To a feminist, how dare you, are objectifying me. And see, the reason that women feminists, feminists and I shouldn't say feminists because really they're angry women. The reason angry women don't like when people, men, or they use the term objectifying, is because when a man like me sees a gorgeous woman, I say to her, you look absolutely stunning. I have noticed you from the time that you walked in here. You made an incredible impression. I have not been able to take my eyes off you. You truly are stunning. They hate that. That offends them. Why does that offend feminists, angry women? Because no man in their right mind would say that to a feminist or an angry woman. Because feminists are not feminine. Feminine. They don't wear makeup. They don't wear the high heels. They dress like they are men, which is exactly what they want to be. So the only people that seem to have a problem with men smacking a your mate or your wife or one of the members of your harem on the ass lovingly or putting her arm around you putting her arm around her are these feminists because it never happens to them. So how to find a feminist boyfriend? Let me tell you, the overwhelming majority of women, they don't want a feminist boyfriend. They want a take-charge, strong, successful chairman of the board alpha male. The kind of man like you and I that don't say, what do you want to do tonight? Honey, you pick it. We say, we will pick you up at 8 o'clock. We will be going to so-and-so for dinner. And after that, we will go out on the night for a night on the town. Maybe a little dancing. Maybe we'll go to uh, have a cigar in a nice, pleasant lounge and listen to some music. That's what they want. They want the man that says, "On Wednesday, I want you to have a bag packed. I'm going to pick you up at five o'clock on Friday. We're going away for the weekend. It's going to be a surprise. But bring bathing suits. Bring some tropical dresses." I've got a little surprise in store for you. That's what women want, how to be a feminist boyfriend. No way in hell would I ever tell somebody to admit or to say or be proud as a male that they're a feminist. Screw the feminist movement. Their time is long gone. They add nothing to the equation except being angry, ugly women that can't get men and can't get dates. Lieutenants, when we come up, Come back. Dutch Mandel from AutoWeek.com will join us as we talk Detroit Motor, sh- uh, motor uh,
1: Show. The selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is Kentucky Fire Cured from Drew Estate. KFC is an extension of the Muat brand, which is a collaboration with Hoya de Nicaragua. Kentucky Fire Cured utilizes tobacco that is stock cut, then fired at a low heat until the ideal brown color is achieved. It's easy to join the Officers Club. Get all the details at Cigar America's Alpha Male with Nads of Steel, the General Cigar Cigar Dave. Dave.
0: Well, in the first hour for our diversion segments, we spoke about electronics, gadgets, and let's face it, as Alpha Males, we love anything to do with transportation. Cars, planes, boats, trains, if it moves, We're all over it as alpha males. And it's my pleasure to welcome Dutch Mandel of AutoWeek and AutoWeek.com to talk about probably, I think, the big auto show of the year. That is the Detroit Auto Show held every year in the Motor City in uh, mid-January. That's really the kickoff for the auto show season. And Dutch this year a ton of products. Those of us that love cars and trucks and anything that moves, we would be thrilled with. And let's first of all, talk about the incredible year that the auto industry has had, because you and I both remember about six, seven years ago, the industry was in real trouble. Uh, We saw Chrysler go through bank. I think Chrysler went through bankruptcy, Uh, We had uh, General Motors went through bankruptcy. It was not a good time. Nobody thought we'd ever see 10, 11, 12 million cars or trucks being sold. And last year, you told me me that 16.5 million cars, trucks, vehicles were sold, which is astronomical.
8: Well, that's right. Long ashes to you, Dave. Back at you. It is absolutely amazing what we have been able to experience in the last four or five years. It wasn't long ago that it was 10 and a half, 10 million unit sales was the hope. And manufacturers were trying to make a case for surviving at that level. We had 16 and a half million cars sold, cars and trucks sold in 2014. And they're looking at 17 million in 2015. It's going to be a great year.
0: You know, when you take a look at at, uh, all the cars, you know, General Motors now, It was government motors, and a lot of people, I think, shied away. But now, if you take a look at the vehicles they've come out with, I don't care if it's the Chevrolet line, the Buick line, The Cadillac line, uh, they've really revamped their product offerings. Ford, under Alan Mulally, did an incredible job coming back. Question is whether Alan Fields, who's now the CEO, he's going to be able to carry that on. But uh, Chrysler has, has come out with a lot of new products. It seems that there's this renaissance in terms of products. And as opposed to the 1980s when the attitude was, whatever we build, people will buy. Today, the manufacturers understand it better. Be great quality and great design, or nobody's going to buy it.
8: No, you're absolutely right. It's got to be great quality. That's the that's the cost of entry, uh, because everybody is bringing great quality, whether it's the Koreans uh, or even some of the Chinese that we're seeing. Um, you you are you are correct a hundred percent. General Motors is putting product out into the consumers hands that is better than it's ever been before more power more fuel economy more room more comfort uh, and it's not alone chrysler which is italian for goodness sakes is doing the same thing their ram truck is an extraordinary vehicle and uh, and markfield's uh... and ford are doing it really was the coming-out party here at the, at the North American International Auto Show in Detroit for Ford. They, they hit it out of the park, and um, it, it's, it was about performance, and there's a lot of smiles on people's faces here in the Detroit area. But I
0: will say this about Ford. Their, their, their Lincoln line, to me, is so unexciting and unimpressive, and I know that they they launched the 2016 Lincoln MKX, and when you compare that to any of the Cadillacs in terms of styling and edginess – There's just no comparison. Cadillac wins it uh, hands down. And uh, to me, the Lincoln line is just so stale.
8: You're you're not alone in understanding and recognizing that. And I think that uh, um, General Motors, with some of its moves and bringing in the former head of Audi uh, and then the former head of – who then went to Infiniti, uh, worldwide global chief, who's now the president of Cadillac – um, moving Cadillac to uh, New York, they want to put the, their foot on the neck of Lincoln. And Lincoln will not be successful until it gets standalone product, right. something beyond badge-engineered Fords. Um, now with what's going on in the in the uh, car world, in the Ford world, maybe they can make enough profit to, uh, to have dedicated vehicles for Lincoln.
0: Well, and that's what happened to Cadillac. Cadillac really was unimpressive for a number of years. And then finally, they uh, decided they needed to move in a totally different direction, and they certainly have. And uh, and, and I think the evidence is by, you know, the sales and, and you know, all the cars, I think, uh, whether – give you a perfect example. I, I rented uh, a number of months ago. I was upgraded to a Buick uh,
8: LaCrosse, and I have to tell you, that car
0: blew me away.
8: It's <laughs> yep. It's staggering, isn't it? I mean, when we can talk about the quality of Buick vehicles, I was in an Encore, which is the small sport utility vehicle, and the level of quality on the interior is amazing. I have been touting the, the virtues of Buick products for the last two and a half years. I wanted to take a lacrosse and murder it out, you know, black out the windows right. and lower it and do it. Uh, You know, I was getting looks at by people in my own office like I had uh, fallen down my head as a youth. But I think that they're showing some great cars um, in – Don't be surprised if if Buick sneaks up and hits some people on the head.
0: Yeah, it really was very impressive. The ride was incredible. I I was totally stunned. Uh, The the comfort level, the quality of the product, the ride, the interior, the amenities, the styling, they've really done a very nice job. Now, every year at the Detroit uh, Detroit Auto Show... Auto Week gives out four different awards. Now, let's go through the different awards. First of all, you had the most fun uh, vehicle this year, and that was?
8: Yeah, the, the editors uh, scoured the floor, as they do every year, and uh, came up with the 2015 Ram Rebel, which is um, Ram's off road package with tow hooks and, and mud tires and air suspension, all the rest of that stuff. Um, but with uh, either the company's 395 horsepower, 5.7-liter uh, Hemi V8, or the 305 horsepower 3.6-liter V6, so think of this going up against like the Ford Raptor. Um, uh, it, it is a it's a tough tough package for a Ram uh, in. Um, I would, the the editors thought that this could be a lot of fun off road.
0: Well, it almost goes retro. You know, we're talking about all the new styling and new design, but if you take a look at Chrysler, they've really gone retro, uh, and Dodge on a lot of their product.
8: Well, they have the 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 Hellcat, the Challenger, the the Charger, all of those things. I think, you know, retro is is, an, is a is a used term. I like to think of it as legacy, um, because you can you can do it right. The way, in fact, as Ford did with its new GT, you can do it right and you can still update it. And there's this whole sense of legacy. But you are absolutely spot on. Dodge is doing a lot of the the cues from from the past that we fell in love with as children. Okay,
0: most significant award.
8: Yeah, most significant is a car that we will see or truck that is going to change either the company or the industry. And this year, the editors chose the 2016 Volvo S60 Inscription. Uh, now, you'd ask yourself, why would they choose a uh, Volvo, a sedan? Well, because this is the luxury vehicle for Volvo. Um, it's uh, the first volume car from a manufacturer that's going to be built In China and sold in the United States and it's a long wheelbase vehicle um, and and that we think has significant impact um, on the industry for certain uh, and certainly on for Volvo as well.
0: Uh, Dutch, I am a very pro-American consumer, always have been Mm -hmm. and the thought of buying a car from China really repulses me.
8: I, you know, I, I understand. I don't disagree with you. And um, uh, it's either you're going to build the, the Volvo in uh or which, China. Which is fine. Uh,
0: Trollhatten would be great because, again, uh, to me, when I think about, first of all, I don't like the Chinese communist government. That's first. But second of all, I don't think when you talk about quality and China, I don't think they go hand in hand.
8: Uh, you, you know, you 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 might be right. I I would wonder how many of our other consumer products are built in China, and that we know it or don't know it. Um, they have done, uh, as as the Koreans have done, an extraordinary job in a very short period of time of building high quality products and uh, uh, in delivering them to our market. Now, whether you 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 like it or don't, it's. It's something to think that, for instance, Hyundai has asked for and applied for new more new patents for alternative and fuel cell vehicles than any other car company, so you look at that and you go, okay, they're doing more than copying they're doing a lot of leading edge stuff right not yet for china that's it's certainly not there and I would tell you three years ago, take a look at a Chinese. Um, car and it was a POS.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, so we'll see what happens. And look, if it's not good quality, Volvo is going to be the one that pays ultimately.
8: Absolutely. The consumers are going to vote with you their wallet, it. as that, they should. That's exactly right.
0: Now, best concept car. This is very cool.
8: This is very cool because um, we haven't said best uh, for this car company in a long time. And, and that's a sad statement, but. I'm, I'm hopeful that it bodes well for the future. The, uh, the Buick Avenir, which is, uh, it's, it's rides on a modified Omega platform, which is something that they use in the U.S. and, and in Europe, this car was designed in the United States and Australia. Um, it's got a lot of, of Buick styling cues. Some will remember from, uh, from the old Buick Wildcat to the Riviera. Um, and it's got all of the the high touch point luxury items you've come to expect it's also got onboard technology including TVs with 4G LTE um, and a wireless hotspot an eight inch uh, um, co- touch color touchscreen infotainment center this car is a stunner and when um, when Buick introduced it It was a shock. Nobody knew this thing was coming.
0: It is really sleek. It's very, very sharp. We've got uh, pictures we've posted on Twitter, Facebook, uh, and and links to uh, the Auto Week uh, Detroit um, Auto Show site. So this really is is phenomenal. And, you know, Dutch, you just brought up real quickly, you brought up uh, about the Buick Riviera. And when I was a kid in high school, Man, I aspired to have a Buick Riviera. I, I kept saying one day I'm gonna have a Riv. That was a great car. Then General Motors in the '80s killed it again. They just the, it, the styling was terrible. It wasn't Riviera esque. I would love to see Buick bring the Riviera back.
8: You know, that's one of those cars. You're absolutely right. But remember, do you remember the 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 uh, the Bustleback Cadillac? Yes. as Well. Yes, it, you know, you look at that and you scratched your head when they launched it, and you say, "Really, this is not the kind of thing." Exactly. The demand for those cars now is huge. Right. So uh, I think that, bec- and I love the Riv as well. It was, it was, it was sexy. It was, it was, it was Rat Pack. It was cool.
0: It was it a was. Rat Pack alpha male car, and exactly. you know, it just screamed of coolness, of sophistication, that you were a man about a to- very James Bondish, if you will.
8: Yeah, or or whoever the America's James Bond was would drive the RIV. You're absolutely right. right. Well,
0: maybe, I'm sure you know Mary Barra. Maybe you can put in a good word to, to, to fire up a new Buick Riviera in the next few years. <laughs>
8: We can talk to Mary, I think. that uh, That's also one for Mark Royce, who is in charge of all the products. Ah,
0: there you go. There you go.
8: Dutch uh, Mandel of
0: AutoWeek and AutoWeek.com is our guest. When we come back, we'll finish up talking about uh, the Best in Show Award from the Detroit Auto Show, and also it's the year of the truck, so we'll talk about some new trucks and a whole bunch of other uh, cars that were shown at the Detroit Auto Show. We are continuing on our diversion segment talking about Cars, vehicles, trucks. If it moves, as alpha males, we can't get enough of it. Do you
1: want to smoke the same cigars the General does during the show? See past cigar and libation selections anytime at CigarDave.com.
5: In this difficult and challenging time, When the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is going to be the bootleggers' dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple-capped using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa, it's rich it's complex it's got some spice some white pepper and a ton of sweetness full of flavor this cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy and you're going to bootleg and that's why it's called prohibition enjoy it i promise you're going to love it
4: You walk into a cigar shop, stare at hundreds of choices, and wonder as you take in the aroma. Go with an old standard or try something new? Lead or follow? That's the real question here, isn't it? Next time, choose to lead with a premium cigar from Royal Gold Cigars. Royal Gold Cigars introduces two exciting new premium cigar lines, Casino Gold HRS High Roller Selection and Kismet. Hand-rolled in Honduras with a blend of four distinct quality fillers wrapped in a rich Habano Rosado wrapper. The Casino Gold HRS is a medium-bodied cigar for high rollers who never gamble on flavor. For a robust option, try our bold Dominican Puro. Kismet, meaning destiny. A blend of six Dominican tobaccos. It's bold, smooth, burns evenly, and leaves a clean white ash. There, we narrowed the options. Lead or follow. Visit royalgoldcigars.com.
2: Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers.
1: For your comfort and convenience, the General has turned on the No Pleasure Police (laughs) sign. You may now feel free to enjoy the good life.
0: Talking about the Detroit Auto Show. It is the big auto show to start the auto season. Auto show season, a lot of big uh, concept cars are unveiled, new products, major announcements. After all, it is in the Motor City. No better place to do that, and no better person to talk about it with than Dutch Mandel, longtime uh, auto and vehicle journalist for AutoWeek, AutoWeek.com. And we posted a link to the uh, AutoWeek site so you can. Uh, See everything we're talking about, and Dutch, one of the awards at the Detroit Auto Show that uh, we forgot to give out, or, or we we ran out of time in the in the previous segment, is the Best in Show category that you and your Auto Week editors awarded, and that was this year for the Ford GT, which is a very slick looking vehicle.
8: Uh, you're absolutely right, and and uh, it's probably best that we saved it for right now because this is. This is the cherry on top of everything. We name the Best in Show, the vehicle, to we give the Best in Show uh, Award to the vehicle that we think we're going to remember five years from now, That where it was and when we first saw it. And I will tell you that the pictures do not do it justice. You have to be in its presence to take a look at it and to see the detail. It is an extraordinary vehicle that we were able to um, to unearth that it was in fact being built but Ford was extraordinarily tight-lipped about it. Uh, we learned of it because of the racing implications, but this thing is an extraordinarily sexy car, and um, you know, if you think about uh, you think about a 3.5 liter twin-turbo EcoBoost that will produce more than 600 horsepower and go faster than 205 miles an hour, um, uh, that will race at Le Mans. It will. Listen to me now. In 2016, they've not confirmed it, but um, 2016 marks the 50th anniversary of when Ford beat Ferrari at Le Mans. I
0: was gonna say this thing looks like a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. This thing oh. is super slick.
8: And and it's it's uh, they're talking about really limiting the number, the production number. They haven't made real mention of it, but the number 200 keeps coming up, and uh, the other number is 250 to 300,000, which is what mackerel. it's gonna cost. Yeah, but you know what? That's this kind of. Yeah. That kind of money for this this kind of car is not unheard of. Well, it
0: brings yeah. prestige to the entire brand, and it shows that they are able to produce something that is world-class. So that it, when you see the picture of these lieutenants, it is certainly incredible. Now, this is the year of the truck, you said, at the Detroit Auto Show. So briefly, uh, in about a minute and a half, give us a, a synopsis of all the different trucks that were shown.
8: Some great trucks. Um, Nissan has introduced the new Titan, which is going to be available in – Uh, it's gonna look like a big American truck it's got it's got three engine options three cab sizes three bed lengths you're even gonna be able to get a diesel and it looks tough all Nissan has to do is gain a couple of points in market share and be really successful Toyota introduced the mid-size Tacoma Uh, that's going to be huge for them Hyundai showed its Santa Cruz which is sort of a cross between a brat and um, uh, the Baja Um, but also Audi and Volkswagen, they show big sport utilities. Audi did the Q7. They took 700 pounds out of this vehicle. Um, It it has an extraordinary interior. You find something like that in a Bentley. And the 700-pound weight reduction, it'll go 0 to 60 a second faster than it did before. Trucks are in. Gas is low. Trucks are fuel efficient. Prices are going to be... Competitive, and it's going to deliver great profits to all of the car companies.
0: You know, I'm looking at this Nissan Titan right now. This thing looks exactly like a Chevy or a Ford.
8: It looks like a Ford, doesn't it? I mean, it really it looks does. Really, it looks, it looks butch and bitching. If I have to say it, I mean, it, it, it I, really I, does. I'm going to say
0: it. Now, okay. are, are the prices all comparable to to the Absolutely. F-150?
8: they're they're going to be right there at the same price. They're going to do everything. They're between the Silverado, the Ram, the F-150. The Raptor, which we didn't even talk about. This is the Ford high-performance truck built off the new aluminum-bodied Raptor. Everybody is going to come in with some great deals. So if you want a truck, you need a truck, you're going to be able to get so many different truck options. You know, this is great for you.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at the Ford pictures of the Ford Raptor now. That thing is a – that is definitely screams 100% USDA Alpha. There's no doubt about it.
8: Indeed, it does.
0: <laughs> this is not the kind of truck you want to pick up a hot date in. I will tell you that right now.
8: Well, you want to pick up a hot, you know, I don't know. I kind of like a hot date. They would want this because uh, you're going to go fast and furious.
0: Yeah, I, I think I want something a little more elegant to get her in and out of. But, but certainly this thing is a, uh, this is a mean-looking beast. There's no question about it. Now, I know that the uh, uh, Acura NSX also was displayed, which, uh, again, high-end performance type of vehicle.
8: Right, it's uh, finally the production version. We've seen the NSX trotted out for the last I don't know four, five, six years, and this is being built in Ohio. It's gonna. It's a car that when you take a look at and the the last generation NSX was a tight fit for somebody my size. I'm six four and I go the better part of two hundred and seventy pounds. Okay. So does the guy who's the executive vice president at Honda, and he says that we are going to fit into this car and we will not get out of it without a big smile on our faces. So um, I'm looking for supercar performance, efficient performance. Uh, this is going to be this is a great, great car, too.
0: Fantastic. Any other, real quickly, anything uh, we should be on the lookout for next number of months uh, in the world of autos?
8: Uh, there's going to be we've got so many auto shows coming up, some great things. We got uh, Chicago coming up in two weeks. Um, uh, there's going to be some new the new Honda Pilot is going to come out. We've got uh, the New York show where Cadillac is rumored to be showing its new big car. It's a great year for the consumer. I can't wait.
0: Well, Dutch, I appreciate you sharing all this with us. We've got a link on CigarDave.com. We've tweeted and Facebook uh, all sorts of pictures and links to the stories. Auto Week did a great job covering this year's 2015 Detroit Auto Show. Dutch Mandel of Auto Week, we appreciate you joining us. And I know you're heading down to Florida later today, to Daytona for the weekend. So hopefully you will enjoy yourself down there. And Dutch, we'll talk soon.
8: Thank you very much, sir. Take
0: care. Uh, all right. That is Dutch Mandel, Lieutenant's Auto Week. I'll tell you, if it moves, if we can sip on it and we can eat it, we as Alpha males are all over it. Cigar Day of the General saying, Mayor humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper delectatio. Always pleasure. Don't forget, next week. It is Super Snacks for Super Bowl. We'll be joined by Colonel Ange, Captain Paul, Exo Tim, Puff Muffin Lori from the Pooch Pit in the Western New York Theater of Operations as we get set for the big game.